You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. I find a lot of wisdom that comes from your show. You interview different people and I know you just do an overall good job and you're a blessing to recovery in general. So I want to make that very clear for the record that I love the movement that you have, what you're doing, you're saving lives and you're educating and informing people. I think that's important. I want to thank my friends at Recovery Survey for giving me the opportunity to talk to them about my recovery journey. Thank you for having me on uh, the new podcast that you just developed, which is unbelievable, Recovery Survey Podcast. I really appreciate what you're doing and, and been doing and continue doing. I'm super excited about today's guest. You've probably seen him on Jackass 2 or Jackass 3 or maybe even on Viva La Bam. He's a professional skateboarder. He is the one, the only Brandon Novak. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Do you mind sharing your personal journey to recovery? Yeah, I mean, my my personal journey through recovery to, to kind of wrap it up into a tight, present you know with a really pretty bow on it looks like this my way no longer worked right like like after 24 years of active addiction and alcoholism 13 inpatient treatment centers i had lost count of outpatients and detoxes my mother had bought me a plot people had taken life insurance policies out on me i ended up on life support for seven days medevaced to four different hospitals in four different states from four different overdoses. My mother had sold three homes that financially paid for me to go to two different treatment centers. At the very end of my addiction and alcoholism career, if you will, I found myself as a 38-year-old homeless heroin addict who wanted to kill himself on a daily basis, but just didn't want to hurt himself in the process. I was horrible with suicide because I kept waking up, and, and I found myself in a position in life where I was so low the curb looked like a skyscraper. Despite doing some successful things in life that some would equate to success or happiness and and potentially even dream of doing, the reality of what my life really looked like, if I'm being completely transparent and honest here, is that I was a 38-year-old homeless heroin addict who resided in an abandoned house on the corner of Eastern Avenue and Patterson Park, prostituting my body out just to secure enough funds to buy another bag of heroin. My worldly possessions, everything I owned in this world, consisted of eight scarves, two jackets, three socks, one stick of deodorant. It all fit into a bag that doubled as my pillow, a needle, a spoon, and a restraining order that my mother had served uh, against me to physically be removed from her house. The writing on the wall, and, and it wasn't like your handwriting or... or or someone else's educated guess or hypothesis, if you will. It was my fucking writing, and it was undeniable to understand and see that my life was completely and utterly unmanageable. And my very best thinking, despite try after try after try, doing it this way, that way, your way, their way, landed me in this position over and over and over. So I, I finally had come to the understanding and realization that, that the common denominator in my problem was me. 
And for the first time in my life, I had to be completely accountable for my actions. Do you mind telling us a little bit about how your life has changed since you got clean? I, I always say that that sobriety has given me everything that drugs and alcohol promised me. The highlights of my sobriety look like this. At, at nine months sober, my mother, the very same woman that bought me a plot, the very same woman that took life insurance policies out on me, the very same woman that went to God and said, God, please cure him, kill him or kill me because I can't take it anymore. The very same woman that, that served me with a restraining order to physically be removed from her house because I was literally killing her to death, called me one day and she said, Brandon, I hate when you come to visit. And I said, why? And she said, because I get so sad when you leave. You know, from, from 16 years old to 38, I was on parole and probation. There was never a free day in between. It just simply followed me from state to state. And, and one month shy of my two-year anniversary, I decided I wanted to, to go to an AA meeting abroad and get my two-year medallion. So, so I flew to London, then went to Paris and, and got my two-year medallion. I, I no longer live in that self-induced prison. It consists of a four-block radius that cost me $10 to get out of one bag of heroin at a time. On, on my three-year anniversary, I, I bought a home. On my four-year anniversary, I, I went to Amsterdam to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting where I, I picked up my four-year medallion. And as of May 25th, 2020, I just celebrated five years of continuous sobriety. I could talk with you for days about how my life is has drastically improved in ways that I never, ever thought were possible. Really what happened was it, finally I was willing to do the internal work that was required to get the external results that I had always desired. Speaking for me, my recovery, my sobriety, that was only attainable and achievable upon me having a spiritual experience. So I don't say that to make you think I'm just fucking religious nut. I, I, I'm not religious by any means, but I'm as spiritual as one can get. What are some of the things that you do now to maintain your recovery? May 25th, 2015, I had walked into my 13th inpatient treatment center. The reality is number 13 didn't teach me anything that number eight didn't or number five didn't or number two didn't the reality was on may 25th 2015 walking into my 13th treatment center is i had finally been demoralized in just such a fashion from drugs and alcohol i was beaten into that state of reasonableness that i finally understood that the drugs and the alcohol were no longer or never my problem. They were my solution. They were my solution to my problem, which was me, my thinking, my attitude, my behavior. So after finding myself in a position that entailed just enough pain, was I then willing to walk into a treatment center, be open-minded enough to believe that the suggestions they were giving me would work then ask them to guide me through. And what they taught me and still continue to, some of the fundamentals of my sobriety were, they said, if you stick to the basics, kid, 
then God willing, you never have to go back to the basics. Uh, and they taught me that my mentality will create my reality. And they would say things like, if you change your perception, you can change your world. And that one day, my defects, the very same thing that was killing me, could become my assets with the slightest shift of perception. And and motherfucker, if that wasn't alive, because now I, you know, I'm a motivational speaker. I travel the nation, the world for that matter. I work in, in the drug and alcohol treatment field. I help people get into treatment. And people say to me, they say, Novak, if you can do it, there's no reason why I can't. Can you help me? Because they know that my story holds depth and weight. You can read it in the books. You can check it out on the Internet. You know, it's it's, it's out there. It's It's not a private matter. And that very same lifestyle that was killing me, literally and figuratively, now, like, provides me life because these people that say that I help them, it's kind of like A helps B helps A the most, you know, if that makes sense. What does your ideal future look like? (laughs) Fuck. My ideal future, I hate to keep alluding to this day, but this day was was completely changing the terms of my contract and my my life for what I knew. And that is May 25th, 2015, walking into that 13th facility. My worldly possessions, eight scarves, two jackets, three socks, one stick of deodorant, a needle, a spoon, and a restraining order. And my therapist, a woman by the name of Christina Gilardi, who I still see today currently, again, because they told me if you stick to the basics, you don't have to go back. She saw me and she said, Mr. Novak, you're back. And this is my fourth time back at this particular facility out of 13 attempts overall in 24 years of active addiction. And I said, yeah, I'm back. And she looked at me. She said, if you play your cards right, today could be the best day of your life. And I looked at her and I said, Christina, do you need a urinalysis? Are you high? You know who I am. You know what I'm capable of producing. She said, I promise you, if you you play your cards right today, it could be the best day of your life. And little did I know, five over five years later, looking back on that day when literally, if you add the word less to any word in the English dictionary, that's how I had felt about myself at that particular moment when she said that to me. I, I had never felt so low in my life. Little did I know that that day, again, looking back in retrospect, because I've, I've learned that my life is lived forward and learned backwards. And now having remained sober long enough that I can look back and recognize the synchronicity and life's events that have led me to the here and now that proved to me that a spiritual experience was absolutely needed to do for me what I could never do for myself, which was lift me of the obsession and rid me of the desire to drink and drug. That day has turned out to be the best day of my life. And I couldn't see it at the time. A little over five years later, that guy that walked in freshly off of life support, literally. After seven days being dead, is now a productive member of society. I'm a productive taxpaying member of society. I'm a, I'm a son to my mother. I'm a, I'm a brother to my brother. I'm a brother to my sister. I'm an uncle to my nieces and nephews. I own two homes. I just bought a third uh, that I will be turning into my first ever recovery house. And, and my goal and plan is to to turn that into a chain of homes nationwide called Novak's House that will help people like me that that need sober living and recovery housing uh, upon completion of treatment. I've learned that when I want to make my God laugh, I tell him how my day is going to go. 
So I, I refuse to say like what I want this year because I, I'd be underselling myself dramatically. I just know from May 25th, 2015 to today present that anything is fucking possible provided I stay sober. I mean, I literally believe I could be a brain surgeon if I wanted to be. Like I used to, you know, people say that shit and it's like a joke. <laughs> but no, I literally believe that I could be a brain surgeon if I wanted to become one. You know, it's, I guess I have, uh, I have conviction and believe, I have conviction, I have beliefs, I, I have, I have goals, I have dreams and, and, and I've obtained a lot of them. And there's no reason that I can't continue to obtain them, provided I stay sober. But this is my calling today. I could wake up tomorrow with a completely different calling. I don't know. <laughs> you know, at five years sober, I, you know, at the age of 15, I was designing a pro model for PAL. You know, I, I had reached my dream, my goal, which was to become a professional skateboarder. I was about to obtain that goal. And then at that point, 16, I, I decided it would be a much wiser decision to follow the path and career of heroin so therefore the dream of being a professional skateboarder fell by the wayside and, and i believe that that was never ever obtainable uh and that dream was lost and i had given it away to my addiction on my five-year anniversary my, my pro model was released by the heart supply a video part was produced that i went to barcelona and filmed you know a company with my second book even at 40 fucking three years old, like I was still able to like film a legit skate park that, that held its own accompanied by uh, my pro model board, which I never thought was possible. And I didn't even see it coming. I wasn't even like gunning for that. It was just, a, again, a byproduct of my sobriety. Do you have any advice to offer anyone that's struggling with active addiction? Fucking right, man. Number one, I get it. I get it. It makes complete sense to me. That's why I do really well with what I do as far as helping people. Because what I've understand is it's quite a few things. Number one is I've sat where they're sitting. I've thought how they're thinking and I felt how they feel. It makes complete sense to me why they're struggling with the disease of addiction as opposed to reaching their hand out and saying, hey, I can't do this. Can you help me? Right. I also understand that, that if you put your hand up and when I put my hand up and I say, my name is Brandon and I'm an alcoholic, all that simply means is that I'm defiant by nature. I hate authority and I will never, ever, ever conform unless it becomes my idea. So when you politely suggest what I should do, I politely suggest why you should fuck off because I possess this job that consists of knowing everything. Walking into the treatment center number 13, I came to the realization that the common denominator in my problems are me. I am problem. The drugs and the alcohol are the solution. So what I try to do, and, and you kind of said this in the beginning, you follow my Instagram and stuff like that. I, I try to deliver uh, my lifestyle and my message in a form of attraction rather than promotion. I try to make it very appealing, very enticing, very desirable, so much so that you might want to fuck it. Because like then something different happens when these addicts and these alcoholics who defy it by nature, hate authority, and will never conform it unless it becomes their idea. When they see this guy, Novak, who, who, who was that hopeless, helpless heroin addict who was deemed unhelpful and unfixable now with like five years sober, fucking traveling the world, putting out video parts, releasing a pro model board. Third book just came out, bought these homes that he's turning into Novak's house, which is a recovery home. If he can do it, there's no reason why I can't, right? Attraction rather than promotion. And, and guess what happens when it becomes our idea? We excel at a rapid fucking pace. 
And then God willing, what happens at that point is that they say, okay, you know, if he can do it, then I can do it, but I know I need some help. And and that's where I offer my phone number, which is 610-600-9174. Call me and we'll figure this thing out together. Together we can do it. Divide it. We fucking die. If I could have done it on my own, I would have done that fucking many and many and many attempts and years ago. (laughs) Brandon, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about your journey. I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do with Novak's house and what the future holds for you, man. Yeah, I hope I did you guys justice and, and, and gave you what you were looking for. Brandon, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and talking to us. I really appreciate you being so honest and open and telling us about your journey and your struggles, man. Thank you again. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about an exciting new partnership with Broken Chains Apparel. They're a custom online shirt retailer that designs cool shirts for people in recovery. They want you to be proud of your recovery and wear it boldly. They're offering our listeners a 20% discount All you have to do is use the promo code recovery at checkout. Go grab your shirts today at brokenchainsapparel.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at brokenchainsapparel.